1: Yeah. Uh. Five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Wait, here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain, bubble frogs. Just like to said, you in trouble, y'all. the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block? Stop one hand. Impact we trust. it's foul had the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
2: Welcome into the Five Reasons YouTube channel. I'm Ethan Skolnick here for Starting Nine. We're here every Tuesday and usually Wednesday. We may push it back this week at 9 a.m. Make sure that you like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, you get all of our content. It's not just the streaming shows, but we also put... Uh, plenty of press conference videos up there as well. There are like four new heat press conference videos, and there will be tonight after they play the Dallas Mavericks. All right, we're going to get to our guest at about 9.15, some of them outside the network who's been on here before. Before we do, we want to tell you about Signs Broward, Fort Lauderdale. That's Signs Broward, Fort Lauderdale. Based in Fort Lauderdale, but they service the entire area. Although, of course, if you walk on Las Olas, you'll see a bunch of their signs. Piazza, many of the other restaurants. They use signs, Broward, Fort Lauderdale. The phone number is 954-791-8685. 954-791-8685. It's the one-stop shop for everything signs. They will do everything, uh, including build it. They'll also repair it. We know the weather in South Florida can get a little shaky here. Certain times of the year, you may need that. They do a great job on that as well. And again. Uh, They're run by our friend Chris Chase, uh, who also runs Everything Trade Shows, uh, and many of you had great success with them as well. So go to Signs Broward, Fort Lauderdale. uh, Mention it to your business. Hey, our sign looks kind of shaky. You want to get people's attention. Uh, This is the place to go. And also check out their Instagram page, Signs Broward, because there you will find uh, many of the signs that they do here in South Florida. All right, let's get to it. The Miami Heat come back tonight. They're playing the Dallas Mavericks at first in the East, first in the Eastern Conference. Still, you would not know it if you watch the national programming. I know that everybody thinks I'm too uh, hyped on all that and all the rest, but I mean, come on. It's ridiculous at this point. I mean, the Lakers and the Nets, the Lakers, and the Nets, the Lakers, and the Nets, the Lakers, and the Nets. Okay, you got one team in the play-in and one team that just got out of the play-in yesterday. Well, they're in the play-in, technically. They're in the eighth spot. Okay, but I guess they would have a – home game. I forgot how that thing works. All right. But the reality is there's an obsession about two teams in the NBA that are not currently in the picture, right? And you have a number of teams, the heat among them who are playing at a really high level under really difficult circumstances. Now a couple of the West, one of them we expected the Phoenix Suns, although maybe not to this level, right? Like that is a perfectly constructed team. You have to give, James Jones, a lot of credit there. Okay, I mean, we can talk about getting Chris Paul, but it's also finding the pieces. Mikael Bridges fits perfectly, okay? Ayton may not be Dontich or, for some, Trey Young, although I would argue that it's more important to have someone at, at Ayton's position there. Uh, but he does exactly what they need him to do on a nightly basis. Jay Crowder, we know what he provides. I would argue that P.J. Tucker's been even better for the Heat, but Jay's been a great fit there. And, of course, you have the backcourt, but also the bench. I mean... They filled out the bench here at the trade deadline. I mean, they look like the best team in the NBA. I I don't think even a Heat fan can argue. And I know that the Heat won in Phoenix. I get it, shorthanded. But I don't think that even the Heat can argue that they're at a level above Phoenix. Okay, I mean, Phoenix has been great. And and I do think they're going to be an extraordinarily tough out in the postseason. Although the history with Chris Paul in the playoffs suggests that he's going to miss some time. It's one of the reasons they got Aaron Holiday to back themselves up there a little bit. Golden State, much better than was anticipated prior to the season. Steph has gone through a little bit of a rough patch compared to early in the year. He's not sort of a top, he's not in my top three in the MVP anymore. Um, Draymond, obviously, missing time has been significant. Clay is rounding into shape. I like them, but I'm not as sold on them as a lot of other people are. I, I'm, I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> I don't know if it's because of a lack of physicality on the interior. They they are very well-schemed defensively and offensively. Steve Kerr's a good coach. I I know everybody thinks he just rolls the balls out and all the rest of that. Uh, He's a good coach, okay? I don't know that he's top 15 of all time, but he's a good coach. He's a better coach than Doc Rivers, in my belief. And they're both top 15 of all time, according to the NBA. And then Memphis... Has been a revelation. And what's crazy about the Memphis story is that, like, I, when I was trying to put together my list of MVP candidates, because Tim Bontemps of ESPN is kind of canvassing uh, media members around, around the league. He does this every couple of months. I was having a real tough time with John Morant because he's been unbelievable, and that team has been unbelievable, and Taylor Jenkins, to me, is there with Spolstra and J.B. Bickerstaff as Coach of the Year candidates. But they actually had their best stretch of the season when Morant didn't play, which speaks to the depth of their roster. Utah, I don't believe in. I just don't. I, I The friction there between Donovan Mitchell and Gobert will show up at the worst time. Uh, obviously, that will be good for the Heat, ultimately, <laughs> I think. And if you take a look at what's happened uh, in the playoffs, Gobert can be Gobert can be sch- schemed off the floor. Bam cannot be. Just that simple. That's why one of them should be Defensive Player of the Year when he's healthy and one should not and the rest of that conference i don't believe in any of those teams including the one coming in here tonight Uh, i i just you know everybody's celebrating getting rid of Porzingis, and and i know hey thanks chance for joining we have a lot of uh viewers from the philippines did you know that like four percent of our channel viewers are from the philippines so we appreciate you guys checking out uh ethan the goat. i'm just an old goat at this point but i appreciate it i think if you take a look at dallas's situation you look at their their uh their front court, I don't see enough. I mean, everybody's celebrating getting rid of Porzingis because apparently Luka didn't want to play with him, and we know the Chris Chops won't rebound and all that. But everybody was celebrating Porzingis as an addition a couple of years ago. I mean, Dorian Finney Smith's a good player. They have Brunson's a good player, but I don't think they're a serious threat. And I don't think Denver's a serious threat unless everybody's healthy. And even if Murray comes back, that's not going to be the case. And the Lakers, enough. Okay. So I think you take a look at the Western Conference right now. There are, uh, there's one team, I think Phoenix, that has shown that they're above the rest. I think Golden State and Memphis have earned their places. Uh, I think Denver is sort of a dangerous loomer, as somebody might say. Uh, I don't think the Heat are a dangerous loomer because I think that the Heat are dangerous and legit. So let's change the verbiage on that. And let's go to the East. And we're going to talk to Vinny Goodwill. That's our guest today. He's from Yahoo Sports. He's going to come on here in a few minutes. I think when you look at the East, and this is what we're going to get into with Vinny, you you want to see one team separate itself, but I just don't think that's going to happen. But I will say, if one team has a chance to do it, if you look at the schedule, it's Miami. Let's look at the circumstances of the teams at the top of the conference, okay? And whether or not some of those are going to rectify. What have Miami's circumstances been? Well, obviously it's been their big three not playing much together until recently, okay? Even their big four because Heroes missed some time. Duncan Robinson shooting struggles early, which have kind of rectified themselves. I'm not going to count not having depot because we knew they wouldn't have depot until at least now, okay? But what has been one of the other biggest issues? A ton of road games, right? And that's pretty much over. They play fewer road games the rest of the season than any of the top six teams in the East. Now you look at the other circumstances for the other teams. Okay, Milwaukee, which I still think is the team along with Miami to beat in the East. And I know that John Horse came out and others with the Bucs and said that they will get DiVincenzo and particularly the most important one, Brooke Lopez back. But he didn't say when. I mean, excuse me, not DiVincenzo. I'm sorry, Connaughton. They traded DiVincenzo. Connaught in a month, but what I'm talking about specifically is Brooke. He didn't say when. So that situation is not going to rectify itself anytime soon. And look, Serge Ibaka was a guy that I've wanted the heat to go after for years. But let's start here. And this is, I mean, Serge is kind of old at this point. And the reality is we really don't know how old. And I'm not saying that in a negative connotation. I'm saying that there were some questions when Serge came over. So I'm wondering... How much does he really have left? I watched him a little bit this year and he, you know, one of the things that made Serge special was sort of the quick twitch, his ability to kind of recover, uh, you know, get up in the air, be a, be a vertical spacer on the offensive end, but mostly defensively a quick twitch guy, right? With his length and his athleticism. I don't know that the athleticism is there anymore. I mean, he's kind of become a little bit of a, a pick and pop guy, I don't know that he offers you what Brooke does. I mean, Brooke spaces in a different way, but Brooke can also still post up and finish. Not like he did in the old days where that was his whole game. Uh, and he developed that, that three point game, but really with Brooke, the most important thing is what he does on the defensive end for them. And he's not going to be back anytime soon. So is Milwaukee going to separate during this stretch? I mean, if they have their big three healthy, they could make a run, but they also don't have the home road disparity that the heat have. Philadelphia. Now, this is the new hot one, obviously, along with the Nets. Well, the Nets have been hot in everybody's mind all along. But when you look at Philly, and there is going to be a honeymoon period with Harden, because there always is, okay? This is how this thing works, all right? I'm expecting the collapse in the postseason. And you can call me a James Harden hater all you want. I don't care, okay? The reality is, you look at his numbers in the postseason, and he shrinks. He shrinks. There was some... Uh, this is one of my other problems with, with Chicago, which I'm going to get into in a second. I've, I've mentioned this a few times. There, two three, two three years ago, there was a study done uh, around the time of the Kawhi Leonard, DeMar DeRozan trade, where they went into whose production from an efficiency standpoint and an overall standpoint, I'll get to that, tier. Thanks for the comment. Uh, goes up the most in the postseason. Whose goes down the most in the postseason? Number one, Kawhi Leonard. Last among the top 50 players in the league, based on this metric, DeMar DeRozan. 48th, James Harden. That's why I'm not buying either of those two teams. I mean, DeMar has been great. There's no question. He has carried, and he should be a national story. Get the Nets off my television, okay? Get the Lakers off my television. DeMar DeRozan's in a big market. This should be a huge story what he's doing lately. He has expanded his game. He's still not a three-point shooter, but he's added so many elements to his game. He was the guy, you know, when I used to talk to Dwayne about this, he said, that's the guy who's closest to me. And we've seen DeMar develop his overall game in a way that that Dwayne did. You know, DeMar came in as a dunker. And he has become an incredibly efficient mid-range marksman. That's what he is. But he's added other elements to it. He shoots with a little more distance. He's able to find find his way to the basket in different ways. He's been a much better passer. He was not a good passer when he came into the NBA. He's been great. But I still don't trust him in the postseason until I see it. Levine's never been there. Vucevic has barely been there. I don't know. So Chicago? Now, Chicago is one of the teams... That could separate. I actually feel them a little bit more than I do Philadelphia in the sense that Chicago is going to start getting some more bodies back. Okay. Maybe Williams ball at some point here. But when you look at all of these teams and even include Cleveland, I mean, Cleveland made the addition of Lavert. I think that might gum them up a little bit. Now they're getting a little bit hype to all stars. The heat have one. Of all of those teams, the team that has the most advantageous circumstances the rest of the season, provided that they stay healthy, which of course is a big issue. And even tonight, no hero, Butler's questionable, Caleb Martin is questionable. The team that could separate the most is Miami. That's the one team. If I was to say, if I was not living in Miami and I didn't cover this team and I said, taking a look at Eric Spolster's track record after the All-Star break, taking a look at the fact that you have all these home games, that you have all these players who've come back, that you have Kyle Lowry making Bam be aggressive. Check out our last latest episode of Five on the Floor where we cover that. Miami is the team, to me, that you would give the best odds to separate in the conference. And that will matter because, look, I know right now 1-8 would be Heat Nets, which I don't think Heat fans really want to see, particularly after the other night but the Nets probably aren't going to finish eighth. Okay. They're probably going to, they're they'll write this thing enough. Okay. With Simmons coming in, Durant coming back, obviously talk about circumstances, Durant coming back significant. No question. Okay. I'm not going to argue against that, but they're so far back at right now that I'm not even considering them as a threat to the heat at one. I mean, they, they're what are they eight, eight games back, seven and a half games back. But I do think they're going to win enough to get out of the eighth spot. <coughs> Excuse me. And so if that happens, Miami getting the one makes some sense. And then you let the chips fall where they may. You hope that Milwaukee doesn't end up in the four because you'd rather see them in the conference finals. But I do think that things are setting up here for really good heat run. As I say that, they'll lose to Dallas tonight. All right, we're going to bring on Vince. Uh, before we do, I'm going to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm actually wearing the shirt, so we appreciate that. It's Intense Nutrition. They're based in Coral Springs. Okay, look, why do you go there? We had Mike Thompson on last week to tell you because there's a very cookie cutter approach at the three letter chain. You know the three letter chain. There's one in on every corner. You walk in though, and they're just first thing they're going to tell you to buy whatever corporate tells you to buy, it tells them to buy. Okay, they're going to hit their quotas. Intense nutrition doesn't do that. Okay, here's some of the stuff. See, I got it at home. There we go. Look at that. Everything in the store. Everything in the store. Okay, but protein is 20% off if you mention five reasons. We've had we've had some people take advantage of that special. Uh, They're on Facebook and Intense Nutrition. I actually recommend, because I'm not a Facebook person anymore, that you go to Instagram and check them out on Intense Nutrition. Okay. And you'll see all their stuff there. You also see that they train, uh, they connect you with certain gyms to train at. Give them a call at 954 775 0257. Nine five four seven seven five zero two five seven. It's February. I'm sure that your New Year's resolution has already been burned. Okay, at this point, so make a new one. It was Valentine's Day, right? Okay, yeah. So here's a gift to yourself. Go to Intense Nutrition. Mention five reasons. They're based in Coral Springs, and they've got the weight loss stack too. That they were posting this on Instagram. Somebody just you know lost twenty pounds in two weeks. Okay, and uh, we know that some of the couch potatoes here may need that. All right, so go to Intense Nutrition. Nine five four seven seven five zero two five seven. And ask for Mike. All right, we're gonna bring on our guy. You can find him. I am not gonna do this again. The Twitter account. It's Vince Goodwill, right? Vince. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, I do this every single time. You can find him at Vince Goodwill. Uh you can also find him covering the entire NBA uh from that account for Yahoo Sports. Uh and wow, is it cold there? What's on your head?
1: It's a hat. It's just it's it's just the it's just a stylistic thing. It's not cold. It is cold, but it's not cold. Where I,
2: am. I mean, it was frigid here yesterday. It got down, Vinny. Um I think it got down to 58 at night and uh there full scale emergency um like there was a fire there was an alarm when I came back to my my apartment last night cuz it was so cold are you going to cleveland this weekend
1: <laughs> it's not going to touch 58 degrees in cleveland this weekend but unfortunately I will be there and you just touched on the reason why I want the Miami Heat to make the finals
2: i know. see you are the only honest man in NBA national media. And that's why I brought you on today because that is the reality. Cause as you know, we have a lot of mutual friends in the national NBA media space and they never talk about the heat. They never talk about the heat, but they all want to be here. They all want to be here. They love the LeBron back to Cleveland story until they had to go to Cleveland. Okay. And then it was like, Oh wait, the Clevelander, there is actually a Clevelander in Cleveland. It's down the street from whatever used to be called quick and loans arena. Uh, it's a little hole in the wall. It's a dark little place. Uh, you could get yourself a $4 beer, I believe. I think of uh, Schlitz, maybe, perhaps. Uh, National Bohemian. One of those beers. and That's it. That's, that's the Clevelander in Cleveland. And that's where you actually want them to wear more clothes than you do with the one down here. All right, Vinny, let's get to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You hate Ohio more than Michigan
2: fans. (laughs) Oh, I do. I do. I do. I do. It was a great year. It was a great year. Uh, I'm not allowed back in certain establishments, but actually neither a lot of LeBron's people, because apparently, as I would hear at every bar I went to LeBron and Cleveland. Yeah, all those guys were here last night. they don't tip. I was like, okay. At least I tip. I mean, I tipped 18%, 20%, you know, when I was on the road, no matter how unhappy I was to be in Cleveland. But uh, yeah. Oh, none of them. No, that that was the story. Every restaurant, every restaurant bar I went into in Cleveland. If you, they asked you what you do, and I said, Oh, I covered the NBA. I go, oh, do you know LeBron? Yeah, I know LeBron. Oh yeah, his, his a lot of his folks were in here last night. They they had the whole back table, they didn't give a tip. I would hear that everywhere I went.
1: Are you serious? You know how hard that's making it for us as black people. Like I don't over-tip? Well, I make sure I definitely tip because you're not going to be out here putting the stigma on me, Vinny. It like, wasn't
2: you know, just it was it wasn't it wasn't just the you know, the black guys in his group. It wasn't okay. It was the okay, whole. Okay. It was everybody. <laughs> it was everybody. I <laughs> I don't, don't want to stigmatize that way. Okay. That. I mean, look, it happens everywhere. I mean, look, we have that problem in Miami because the cruise ships come in here, you know, and and you know, and, and, you, know, and you know, in Europe. You know, they add the tip to the check because no one tips, which I didn't realize the first time I went to Italy. So I kept throwing 20 percent on top of the 20 percent. And then I wanted to know why I didn't have any money left at the end of the trip. But yeah, so that's what they, that's why they do this in Miami at Bayside. Uh, they, they throw the 18 percent on there just to okay. make sure so. I'll, I'll feel better
1: about that in June when I get yeah. down.
2: Precise. I don't know if you want to go to Bayside, though, I mean, we'll find someplace else when you're down here in June. But let's get to it. OK, are you going to be down here in June? Are you going to be down here in June?
1: You know, I think, you know, with the way the conference final schedule works out, it kind of filters into June. Okay, that,
2: no, no, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, I will say this. I will say this, Ethan. It's solely dependent on health. Here's what I will say. I do think the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I do think that. And if you're asking me to make a pick right now, if all things are created equal, I either go with the better coach, which usually has the better player. But that's not the case here either, because the best coach is Spolster, the best player is Giannis. So it's almost like a pick 'em at this point. So you got to give me can you give me to like March 1st before I can really make it because I'm starting to I need-
0: save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app.
1: and Kyle together to make sure I'm believing in what I'm seeing. Cause I really like what I'm seeing.
2: Well, okay. So let, let's get to it because I think in March we might get more clarity on a couple of things. Okay. Uh, on the Milwaukee side, uh, you can't, there's no way to argue that Brooke Lopez is irrelevant to what they do going forward. I I, I think to win a championship, they need him back. and And, yep. and they did say, that he will be back. And now they've added a but I, you know, I think you and I both like Serge as a player, but I, I don't think Serge is a player that he was. So he, right. he's he's a limited minutes player at this point. Um, but the heat also might get an addition that literally nobody in the national media is talking about, which is a, a, four, a, a two-time all-star uh, who, you know, may have had the surgery done correctly this time mm-hmm. and has been ramping up. And I have reported and others have reported uh, that the reviews from the players on him are, you know, privately are really good. Like there, there is a feeling that he's going to make a significant difference to a team that already has a ton of guard depth. So so let me throw this at you. If, mm-hmm. if which to you is more important? The return of Oladipo to the Heat. Let's 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 go with 80 80% Vic, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh or the return of Brooke Lopez, who he's gonna look, I'm not that Brooke moves very fast anyway, okay, right. but like he, he's gonna need a little bit of time to kind of ramp up also. Uh, which of those two moves is, is do you think either of those two moves can tilt the east?
1: I think the margins are so so thin, Ethan, mm-hmm. in the east, that yeah, they can. My concern for Victor Oladipo coming back is because he's a guy that needs the ball, Mm -hmm. like who's not, who's going to sacrifice it? Do you not sacrifice, but who are you taking away from? I don't think it's a matter of sacrifice, but because Vic is not a guy, I guess he can run off of cuts. He can run, you know, off some screens. He can do some back doors, but his beauty is being in the open floor and being able to create. I don't want the ball out of Jimmy's hands. I don't want the ball out of Kyle's hands. And I really don't want, want the ball out of Bam's hands around the elbow, where everything can sort of move around him. So it's not to say it's excess, but you did say too many guards. Mm. And if there is a problem, it's going to be, we know Spo likes to cut it down in the postseason. He's mm. going to play eight and a half, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't think he's going to play nine, yeah. you know, in the playoffs. So... Where does Oladipo fit in that in a game, in a series of consequence? Whereas with Brook Lopez, you have to play him because you don't have the depth. You know, Bobby, Bobby Portis is a exterior, interior player. You know what I mean? And he's not necessarily the, a rim protector. So I think for what Milwaukee needs and to keep pressure off of Giannis, who curiously gets in foul trouble, I yes. think that's something that you have to worry about. At least you can have Brook Lopez take a little bit of that off of there. with. Oladipo, is he more of a wild card to you than he is
2: somebody yeah, that I, you actually I, need? I, I think so. I think what Vic could do at his best is kind of combine the attributes of a lot of players who have played well this season for them kind of unexpectedly, at least at the level they've played. Yeah, so yeah. Vic could actually help Spolster condense the rotation, which which would be unfortunate for guys like Caleb Martin – and and Gabe Vincent in particular, neither of whom deserve to come out of a rotation because of the way that they both played. And, and, I, and I think that they both are going to get minutes. And the fact that Gabe is closing over Tyler at times now, I think, gives you an indication of, of the of the direction, especially defensively, that Spolster wants to go. And 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 the, the comfort level Lowry has with Gabe, which seems to be different than anybody else. It, it's a very Van Vliet like feel in terms mm. of Gabe, um, okay. Okay. the way that Lowry plays with him. But I do think that giving – that's where Vic's minutes could come from, which actually could cut the minutes of two players in a playoff series potentially. You know, I also think that the Struce duncan Robinson thing is going to kind of become an either-or as the okay. playoffs come on. Like if Duncan has it going, he may play a little bit more, but I think typically he's just going to play the first two – first stint of the first half, first stint of the, of, the, of the second half. But I do think that you could see – you know, a scenario where Depot cuts some of those minutes. I think the thing that Depot offers that they don't have is rim pressure. And, and, mm. and I, you know, and Jimmy provides that, but it's in a different kind of way. I, I think the one thing that you said there that heat fans might quarrel with a little bit is you don't want to take the ball out of Jimmy's hands. I I feel like there's a contingent of heat fans and that's, this was going to be where I was going to go with you next before we get to the rest of these. Cause you know, Jimmy so well, and obviously you covered him in Chicago, there's a contingent of heat fans that I think understandably is a little bit concerned with the fact that sometimes the late game offense turns into something. It hasn't been the entire game, which is basically Jimmy pounding the ball and then taking a step back jumper. Um, And we know that Spoho doesn't like to take the ball out of his best player's hands there. He didn't with Dwayne, even in like the, the twilight of Dwayne's career. So, I mean, if you could design a late game offense for the heat, I'm, I'm going to give you the players, okay? You've got six options, basically, down the stretch of games, okay? P.J. Tucker is going to play. He has arguably yep. been the Heat's MVP this season. Yep. He's going to play. Uh, Bam is going to play. Jimmy is going to play. Kyle is going to play. And then I feel like it's going to be Hero or Oladipo most of the time based on sort of offense, defense, and what you need if if Vic's healthy. What is what is your first option there? Who Who, who has the ball in their hands? The first option probably
1: would be Jimmy now it's funny. I was literally thinking of this like 45 seconds ago before you brought up late game offense I was gonna say the Spo go away from everything That we've known him to do and just spread it out and go quicker as opposed to gumming it down Because you need at least two shooters on the floor, right? Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. At least in my opinion, you need two shooters on the floor to keep it balanced Theoretically that's Kyle and that's Tyler not to say that PJ can't hit shots but you're gonna make PJ hit a shot. Your defender is not going to is not gonna hug PJ.
2: Well, I mean, that's been a mistake this year. I mean, he's shooting 46% from right. but, I, but you know it's you know it's from one spot. It's from, from that one spot. It's,
1: it's 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 fun. So you 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 shade him down to the corner. Good thing that Kyle is great on the wings, right? Mm-hmm. So you can place Kyle on the wings, you can place Jimmy up top. And the thing, the reason you put the ball in Jimmy's hands is because A, he's a really good decision maker. And secondly, he draws fouls. Yeah. And so I would say you can go 1-4, but I would do inverted pick and rolls with Bam mm. as a ball handler, because Bam is such a matchup problem. You have Bam as the ball handler. You maybe have Jimmy or Kyle as the screener. And then we work the action there and see where we go from there with Tyler on the move as a safety release. You know what I mean? Or even as a spot-up shooter, even though that's not the one thing I want Tyler to do, that's something he can do. So it's it's a, it's a honestly having too many options because usually everybody's like, okay, Jimmy's going to have the ball and everybody sort of spreads out. But anybody can have the case to say, okay, we can run pick and roll with me.
2: No, you're right. And I feel like you hit it on the Bam thing because I feel like uh, putting the ball in Bam's hands with as aggressive as he's been of late since Kyle came back – is what you want to do because you want to force his aggression yeah. like because that that you have to bring that out of him Uh, to me the ball in bam's hands more often as long as it's not down low in the post is where where you want it uh, a lot of the times but but yeah you mentioned Jimmy's a really good decision maker he is you and I agree on this except for taking the hero ball step back three which I you know is a Dwayne thing um and you know even Dwayne we were like okay enough all right it's uh, we get it you did it you've done it uh we don't need the Kobe shot there and uh (laughs) and the Kobe shot didn't go down most of the time although nobody remembers that you know afterwards um all right let's get to the to this question on the east because we know that the rest of the national media is fixated on two teams uh right now in the east it was only one now it's two Philadelphia and the Nets um who apparently are going to play the Lakers in the in the shadow finals uh, that is going to be live on ABC while we put uh, Heat Suns on Nickelodeon or perhaps <laughs> Cartoon Network. Uh, so, so, uh, and and all and, and everybody's going to go there. By the way, we'll see Windhorse at that one. I love Bry, but like we'll we'll see we'll see Windhorse Windhorse at every and the rest of the crew. They'll all be out there. Even Zach Lowe going to make an appearance. Yeah, Zach there. Lowe's going to make an appearance. Yep, yep. They're, they're they're all going to go out there. But uh, Nickelodeon going to be you and me covering that one. Um, Park is going to be out there too. Who's that perk is
1: going to be out there too
2: oh yeah for sure for sure no doubt yeah no doubt well he's he's jumping on now actually JJ reddick JJ Redick has become like a heat lifer I, I mean where he's actually going at people and I feel like he's just screaming into the into the wind. I, I'm gonna we're gonna close with that because I'm gonna ask you why this is because I I don't really understand it because the same thing is happening to another team that you've covered Chicago and I don't get it because they're a big market but but I want to get to this question first the Nets or the Sixers okay? Mm-hmm. Who ramps up quicker? I Who ramps up quicker and who ultimately is more of a threat?
1: Well, see, I hate when I'm asked that question, Ethan, because you want to know why I hate I hate to be asked that question? Because I don't know if Kyrie Irving is going to play or if he's going to be truant. I don't know <laughs> if New York is going to, you know, sort of say, you know what, the, the rates are really, really low, so we'll, you know, remove the mandate. So I, that's the biggest wild card. Like if Kyrie and you, and you saw what he did in that fourth quarter – Uh, Mm -hmm. the other night against Miami. And you also saw what the Heat did to them on that final possession because they can switch everything and move around. Mm -hmm. And the Heat are a special case because they're the only team that can literally switch one through four and feel reasonably comfortable in that spot. Mm -hmm. But I would say Philadelphia, and the only reason I would say out of those two is because as crazy as it sounds, Joel Embiid is a, a performance and health certainty in a way that Kevin Durant is not. Yeah, And he's playing like an MVP right now. Mm. And James Harden, if he's been dogging it for the last two weeks or month, right, that means he's got a fresh body, you know, or a fresh-ish type of body, even though I think, and I can't think of a Miami example that fit into this space, but the the decline has started for James Harden, and we just don't know it yet, where Mm. he doesn't have that short burst quickness and small spaces that kind of make up for, you know, the lack of being really in shape and being really really gifted so I think Philadelphia because of James being in shape and because Embiid is going to be healthy and out there I feel like they can ramp it up a little bit better but I still Mm. don't trust them I don't but I don't trust Steve Nash either as a head coach in a seven game series to do anything but give the ball to Kevin Durant and I don't know what Ben Simmons is going to do so it's a bunch of questions I think Ethan you know like I know it we're obsessed with the maybes. We're obsessed with the what-ifs. We're obsessed with all of that as opposed to looking at what is. And mm. what is is sanity. And sanity is not Brooklyn or Philadelphia right now.
2: Nash or Doc under your head, you take I'll take Doc. Because at least Doc has seen things. Like I, you <laughs> He's don't... seen a lot of 3-1 leads is what he's seen.
1: Oh, yeah, it's cra- <laughs> you know what's crazy? I don't see one of those three-one leads was an Orlando team against Detroit in two thousand three, where he was the eighth seed.
2: You know, what stop I mean? with like, the context. You're not being a national media guy. I'm sorry. You're God. not allowed to oh. do that. You're not Damn allowed it. to do that. Narratives, 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 narratives. Okay, so we're gonna close with this before we do. We want to tell you about the official fantasy sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, which you can play uh, in New York, you can play in Illinois, you can play in Florida and you can use the code five F I V E get your initial deposit match. You don't have to play it all at once, put down a hundred bucks. They'll give you a hundred bucks to play with. And again, you can play 20, 30, 15, all in, go to power play halfway in, go to flex play. You can play different sports together as well. Prizepicks.com. download the app or play it online. Use the code F I V E. All right. So let me ask you the the, the most important question here. DeMar DeRozan is on a historically good run right now. Okay. Um, the Miami Heat are in first in the Eastern Conference, even though uh, you know they've had a, a ton of injuries and and other things that have happened. in Season they play the most road games of any of the any of the top teams in the East. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies have been a complete revelation. The Phoenix Suns uh, look like an all time type team right now, the way that they're rolling. Why is there such focus, in your view, on two maybe three teams, one of which the Knicks? isn't even going to be in the plan, which I called before the season, by the way, uh, one of which uh, your old friend, Tibbs, uh, one of which uh, the Nets just lost what 11 in a row. Okay. And another of which the Lakers, I mean, literally LeBron is trying to hold a championship uh, parade for a team that won two years ago. He's completely dissociated himself from this particular group. He wants nothing to do with it. And he was, I mean, he was practically begging to come back to Miami when he was in Miami, okay? I mean, privately and publicly. Okay, not that that's actually going to happen, but he missing the structure. Of course, the structure that kept him from putting together a team that looks like the one he's not paying attention to right now, okay? Even though he's playing still at an extremely high level. Um, why is it? I, I, is it attention span? Is it is it playing to ratings? Like, what, what is it? I think
1: here, here's what I I simply think it is, at least right now, because I don't think Well, NBA conversation is very Mm -hmm. binary. You don't play to a sophisticated crowd because they don't think a sophisticated crowd exists. You believe that during the NFL season, there's a short attention span and that people aren't really paying attention to something beyond Knicks, Lakers, et cetera, but beyond Mm -hmm. the brand names. When honestly, I think there's a greater appetite for that. And I think you insult a lot of people's intelligence by telling them that, that we need an everyday referendum on the lake because we need an everyday referendum on Brooklyn, even though people in New York don't give a damn about Brooklyn. Like, that's the that's the dirty little secret is that the Brooklyn that's hardest star power and drama don't draw as well as the New York Knicks. I can almost understand the Knicks getting mm-hmm. a lot of attention because at least this Madison Square Garden and there's an allure there. And it doesn't play that way for me, but it plays that way for other people. Hopefully, Ethan there becomes a little more sophisticated and layered conversation starting now because the NFL doesn't take up as much oxygen. And maybe I'm giving the national sort of people a little too much credit because I'm a national person too. Maybe I'm giving a little too much credit in saying that you're only paying attention to LeBron and Durant and wherever they are, that type of thing. But I'm hoping that the conversation gets a little more layered and sophisticated now that we got a little bit more room, but I'm, I'm with you. Even Chicago, I think Chicago doesn't have it because they're not used to talking about Chicago. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it takes Mm -hmm. a year or two for the NBA at large to recognize, oh, we've got something here and let's put some attention and resources into it. Because people don't think that Memphis actually exists until Memphis actually knocks your favorite team out of the playoffs.
2: Well, Brooklyn is a heat home game, typically. I mean, I mean, I mean, you've hit on it. Like, I I mean, there've been let's go heat chance in Madison Square Garden, but it's still Madison Square Garden. Like Brooklyn is a heat home game. Like it's right there with uh, Atlanta, Orlando and Washington as essentially heats homes away from home, which is another of the reasons I I don't understand. Chicago, I I get it. I I understand. They haven't really been significantly relevant since Rose got hurt. Um, And then before that, it was a long period of time, a whole decade, you know, prior to that, you know, with Jordan. But but the heat one is weird to me because it's a sexy market it's a championship coach uh jimmy butler is a charismatic player they have interesting young players including one who wins best dressed awards okay and has all the drip and appeals to a certain audience okay Mm -hmm. in a way that a lot of other players don't and and so it that one is just strange to me like it's and 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 here's my thing about if as we close they're going to get to the playoffs and memphis is going to be there and Phoenix is going to be there and Miami's going to be there and maybe Chicago's going to be there. And then they're going to wonder why the ratings are down. Okay.
0: Chicken when they haven't is.
2: talked about these teams the entire season. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, we got this. And and look in the NFL, you can kind of get away with it. You got the two weeks of hype and you can make Cincinnati and the Rams seem interesting and come mm-hmm. up. But in the NBA, when you're just going series to series and all of a sudden, you know, you've got Memphis in Utah and everybody's like, Oh, what the, who wants to watch this crap? Okay, because nobody knows about John Moran okay, or or beyond Jaron Jackson Jr. or Desmond Bain, yep. it's their own damn fault. Like, I mean, if you're just gonna promote teams that aren't gonna be there past the first round of the playoffs of the play-in, I mean, you get what you get,
1: right? That's a that's a great point, Ethan. I didn't think about the correlation between the two. I just thought that, and once again, I just said that the NBA audience should be a little more sophisticated, and I didn't give them any credit for whatever could be coming down the pike. You're right. If those teams aren't promoted, they then the NBA fan doesn't know that they're important. I think what we assume as people who are deep in the weeds, we assume that everybody knows what we know. We assume that everybody knows that Memphis is coming, that Miami is really, really good. But they don't know unless we tell them. And if we don't mm-hmm. tell them we don't scream in from the mountaintops, then there's nothing for them to invest in. You're absolutely right. And like you said, it goes from the sports calendar. You know this. It goes from the NFL and the Pro Bowl, to March Madness, and then boom, here's the NBA playoffs with center stage for three whole months. But if you don't set the stage with this 82-game with this regular season, and I'm with you that the regular season does matter, I wonder about this with the Heat. Do the Heat promote themselves? And I don't say that literally as like a criticism. I'm asking a question because we know Pat runs a tight ship. No, they do. I, I, they have given
2: the reins to the social media team in a way that I never expected that they would. And so they have. They were very slow on the Bam Defensive Player of the Year stuff last year, and I think they learned from that. But they've gotten out in front this year. I mean, they, you know, look, Jimmy's not going to win MVP, but they've pushed the Jim VP candidacy. They pushed Bam Defensive Player of the Year, which which is not going to happen because he missed too much time. They've definitely pushed Tyler Hero six man of the year, which I think was a lock until he's missed some time recently. Um, And and they've pushed Spolstra and and he fans are going to be upset again because he's a top 15 coach in NBA history uh, and, and is deserves that and is not going to win coach of the year. I don't think I I feel like it's going to be Bickerstaff or maybe Taylor Jenkins, uh, maybe curl. I don't think he's as deserving uh, as the other two, but I feel like it's probably going to be JB. It's not gonna
1: it be, be. It could be. It it could be. JB. I think the two best coaches in
2: basketball are Spo and Tyloo. I really. I would. I would oh, I think Tyloo is definitely in the conversation. The problem is their record is gonna be what their record is. But yes, I I I feel. And it's you know it's a great place to close here, Vinny, because LeBron never played for a good coach. Nope. The two best coaches in the NBA. All right, there you go. All right, <laughs> <laughs> follow. Him there will uh, <laughs> Follow him because as you can see, and this is why I brought him on. He is literally the only member of the national media right now who could have given you a couple of options down the stretch for the heat, because nobody knows who's playing for them other than him. Really? Nobody. Thank you. Stephen
1: a wants to be in Miami. Don't forget that.
2: Oh, no, no. He's going to change his tune very quickly when he gets down here. And I'm going to hear him screaming from Miami. I'm on Las Olas Boulevard, 32 miles away. I'm going to hear him screaming OK, from down there when he's down. Oh, it was so great to be back in Miami. And it's going to be like, let's just play the three million Laker clips and, and Nets clips and Knicks clips that we've had uh, all season long. All right, vids.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.